Hello, and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We are so excited to bring you this show. Our podcast is all about unraveling all of your favorite mysteries from the Assassin's Creed games. Each episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Assassin's Creed universe. From Pieces of Eden, Solar Flares, and the Isu, to the Hidden Ones, the Order of Ancients, and of course, the Animus. We will seek to uncover it all. So join us, and maybe even take a leap of faith. Hello and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. My name is Shelby. You also probably know me as She Cup, and we are here today with another patron chat for the month of October. But before we get into our topic for our patron chat today, I got to introduce my co-host. Yeah, so I'm Austin or Teacup, and we're here about the patron chat or the yeah. whatever. I did something that was <laughs> there were words. And they kind of formed a sentence, but that's what happened there. Once again, as Tom Robots always says, words is hard. Words Words is hard. So anyway, yes, today is patron chat. We've got Sir Sitsalot back with us. Hello and welcome. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. So, you know, we've had some really big happenings in the world of Assassin's Creed over the past week or two. Uh, Mirage came out a couple of weeks ago and Austin is dressing up like an assassin apparently. Um, and overall we're just, we're just, uh, got a lot going on in the world of Assassin's Creed. And so I, uh, have heard really good things about Mirage. However, I have, um, not finished playing Valhalla. I, I'm pretty close actually. Um, but. I have not consumed any Mirage content media yet other than watching Austin play like the first 15 minutes of the game. So I'm going to hop off the patron chat um, and then we can talk about Mirage again once I finish playing it. But that's the that's the update for today. However, before we go or before I go, I just wanted to give the listeners an update about my Valhalla playthrough. Um, I don't remember what I said last week, but I've done so much in this game. Like I went to Vinland, I finished all that. I finished the Asgard and Jotunheim arcs. I finished the arc with um the Danish king. What's his name? Starts with an H. Afton. Yes, with Hafton, I finished all that. I finished um, all of the the Wessex, the Winchester, the Sussex, all of those arcs. Um, Sigurd is back. I rescued him. Um, he is not happy with me right now, um, but <laughs> that's that's where we're at. So I only have. I'm currently in Lincolnshire, Lincolnshire right now and then i have maybe two more territories on the map i don't know if more will come but that's what i have right now and then i haven't done any of the dlc either oh and i have one more um i have to go back to asgard one more time so that's my playthrough Uh uh-huh i have two questions i think okay first um how did you treat dag at the end did you give him his weapon or did you say FM. <laughs> oh, I gave I gave him his weapon. Um and I also gave Ivar the Boneless his weapon too. Because I just I just felt like for me is how I'm role-playing Avor, like Avor is not trying to usurp Sigurd's authority. Avor is just like trying to do her job and trying to to bring honor to her clan and like build up Ravensthorpe and like solve these problems that have landed in her lap. And so she's not trying to like 
take it into her hands to punish anyone. Now with Dag, at least Avor, my Avor probably would have deprived him of his weapon. However, there were so many people watching and I just felt like that's not a very good move politically. Um, and I think Avor would recognize that. So I, that's why I, I let Dag have his weapon. And then with Evar, I was like, okay, you did this really shitty thing, but like you've been a true Viking like warrior your whole entire life. And who am I to to tell you like, no, you don't have, you don't get to have your weapon. You don't get to go to Valhalla when you're like this icon. So that was kind of my reasoning behind those two. Okay, that's, that was both of my questions, so... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah Sigurd's pissing me off though like hardcore on a scale of one to burn it to the ground how much did you hate Jotunheim 18,000 um I just and it wouldn't have been that bad if everything wasn't an illusion like it already takes me like it's already difficult for me to figure my way around this place so when you're adding in illusions into the mix, like I'm screwed. Yeah, we could just count you out of collectibles for Jotunheim because they're all hidden by illusions and you only get skill points for collecting them. Yeah, no, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Um, I also like when we back when we did our survey, I um was was getting screenshots of all of the romance options for all the games that you have that in um, and putting it in the survey for, you know, who did you romance? And I was making fun of Gunloader and her appearance and she looks weird. And um, I didn't realize that she was a Jotun when I was doing screenshots. And I was like, why is her skin that color? And then I met her in Jotunheim and I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so that's that was another fun thing that we did. But um, it feels like I'm getting closer to the end game. I don't know if that's actually true, but it feels that way. You're probably pretty close, like, without the DLCs. There's a lot to do that you still have left that you can do, but there's not a lot, like, story-wise that you need to experience if you want to run into Mirage. Yeah, I'm not going to go in and do all these like, I'm not going to find all the opals or the Roman artifacts. I'm not going to, you know, get, try to get, I'm not going to be a completionist, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm I'm mainly doing the main quests and the things that have fun storylines. Obviously, I'm going to play the DLC with Cassandra. Right. Uh, so. Siege of Paris is my favorite of the DLCs. Um, I think okay. it's the best put together, but interesting. There's it's a lot might have a different opinion. I know people really like the Ireland DLC. I mean, they're they're both fine. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with the um, uh, what was the expansion that came out near the end? The like um, mastery challenge. No, not that one. The where it's like it's kind of like the the um. Oh, Tombs of the Fallen or whatever. Or are you talking about the Forgotten Saga, the roguelite? Yeah, one? the roguelite. I had a lot of fun with that. I didn't think I would, but I had a lot of fun with that. I ha I still haven't done that. It's really fun when you like find like little ways to cheese stuff. That's mm -hmm. what I had to do because there's this one boss that's it took me forever, and I found out how to cheese him, so I just. I cheesed them every time. Every time I fought them, I just cheesed, did the same thing. That's fun. So that was, yeah, so that was fun. Once I get done with Valhalla, I'll be making my way on to Mirage and then probably back. Definitely, obviously back. Like there's no other option for me. Um, I just don't know which one is going to come first. So we'll I see. Think you should go, I think you should go back before you make a hard transition from Mirage to like Syndicate or Unity, which it with Mirage's gameplay, it probably wouldn't be that hard of a transition. But I think you should go do Odysseys. Odyssey and Origins DLCs. Mm, okay. So it's a lot, what do you think? I'd say the same. Um Okay. You can like pepper in some other games. 
Yeah, Fate of Atlantis is 100% worth everything just for the Isu lore. Okay. I just played through that recently, so again. Cool. Well, I'm going to hop off and let y'all get into Mirage. All right. All right. So this is going to be structured just a little differently because normally we go like give impressions and we go back and forth on our patron chat. But what I thought we could do is I have listed out some different categories and we're just going to we're going to rate them out of one out of ten hidden blades and (laughs) about Mirage. And my categories are combat story for what you've experienced we are going to try to remain as spoiler free as we can um i will say that if you're talking about specific missions maybe mention like this mention of the spoiler um but try to not spoil the ending um because it's really awesome and i don't want to spoil that for anyone yeah i'm only like an arc and a half in so so, but you've played enough. Uh, and then the story, combat story, kind of characterization. And I under characterization, I both like the voice acting, all kinds of stuff like that. And then also like customate, like how you feel about how they've changed, how you customize Basm and customize your character. And then obviously rating free running and parkour. And then we'll talk at the end, we'll talk about things we wish were in the game. Um, okay things that we wish we had so let's start um and then we'll give an overall rating of the game again we're rating out of hidden blades one at how many out of ten also can you think about okay so let's think about this at most in lore because this is a little off topic but most in lore you could have four hidden blades because you could have two wrist blades and then Xiao Zheng has a foot blade. Right. So you could, in theory, have two. Uh huh. Quad, quad assassination. <laughs> you just splat on four cards. <laughs> <laughs> you belly flop right onto. Right, right in the middle of them. Yeah. All right. So. I think when we're starting about combat, um, I'll go first. I think with combat for me, I'm I'm gonna rate combat probably around a eight out of ten hidden blades. And I think that the combat for me feels like an evolution of the combat we got in Syndicate. Like there's so much more design around parrying like i almost felt like i was playing sectio where i have to wait for the proper parry and just but like even spamming the parry button doesn't work in this game as well um i've tried believe me yes um (laughs) so there's that um i find i find the combat interesting but if not and the reason it gets eight out of ten is like i do find it repetitive um, I think the combat is not the main strength of this game, and I don't know how you feel, but that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I would I would say the same. I'd give it I'd give it an eight, eight out of ten hidden blades. Um, I like how it's it can be challenging enough that it feels like, or challenging and easy enough at the same time that it feels like the old games. Because believe me, in Assassin's Creed One. To I love pairing and just you know doing all that stuff, but um, yeah. and and it can get it can get difficult. But there's you know you can you can take your take your time so to speak, and you go like okay, dodge this, okay, parry this, you know, hit now. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be completely fair, I haven't really fought too much because I try to be as stealthy stealthy as possible. But when mm-hmm. I have fought, um. I feel like it's it's uh it's good. I was trying yeah. to get a better word there, but um and I will say for those who are listening who have not played the game, um this game's combat is a lot more difficult than Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla were. Um you really do have to have your timing down. I mean, it's no like it's not a from software game. So there aren't these right. like really tiny i mean if you play on the hardest difficulty i'm sure that the 
window is smaller, but it's not these like tiny, almost have to be perfect Dodge windows, Perry windows, but it's, it's difficult. And you definitely, you can't just go in and wipe, especially early game. You can't just go in and fight a bunch of guards and wipe it out. Like you could in the RPG trilogy, you will die. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like it a lot because you know they're saying they keep saying they keep pushing. This is back to form, back to old kind of Assassin's Creed, and it feels that way because especially Assassin's Creed One, mm-hmm. you have to get that parrying or that uh, counter right, especially if you're using straight hidden blade counters. Because mm-hmm. in because for people who don't really know this, I don't know, but you know you have the three weapons. You have a sword. You have a short sword, and you have your hidden blade. Each one has their own timing you have to use in the first game. And mm-hmm. um yeah, it felt a lot like that because you know, you have to make sure you do it at the right time. I'm for the longest time I I was getting mad because I was like, Man, I'm trying to parry it, I can't parry. Um right. and I learned it guys, you just gotta like pay attention. <laughs> right. But I think I don't know if you feel this way, but I really do feel like this combat is more instead of like akin to like it is similar to one and two and that's it and the Ezio trilogy and all that. But I really feel it is more akin to the Syndicate Unity games. Um just with the parrying and because Unity you have to parry. Like there is no way yeah. of surviving. I mean, you could cheese it like I do, which is just throw a smoke bomb and then assassinate right. everyone. But if you want to do it right, you got to parry. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just like, I don't think the combat's, combat's good. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. amazing, but it, for, for what it is. And I like how, you know, Bassam at this point is not like Cassandra where she's, just, she's just like all, all the time, attack, 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 attack. Mm-hmm. He, you have to, you know, be be strategic with it a little bit, right? And uh, that's uh, what I, I, I like. A, like I like that a lot about it. And this is the thing about like I really appreciate about this because like the, well, this is a good transition to story with combat. Basm isn't a combat master because unlike Bayek, Cassandra, and Avor, he hasn't been training his whole life for combat. Like right, whether we like it or not, Bayek is a magi. Cassandra's a mercenary. Avor is a Norse Viking like they have been trained in big group combat most of their lives yeah. whereas Basm is a street thief yep um, and so like with the story I will say this again I would give the story probably a solid eight eight and a half out of ten hidden blades um, it's very well done the target's you feel the connection to the target a lot more than you have in the previous RPG trilogies. And they do a good job of like showing what this Order of Ancients target is doing to the city and why they've been decreed to die by the Hidden Ones. Right. Yeah, I, I honestly, at this point, I don't feel like I'm... I, I should I should give a rating yet because like I said I'm only like one and a half you know arcs I guess into it. But have you uh, done what the I, first assassination? Yeah, I did the first guy, mm-hmm. and now I'm working on the other, the other three, I think. Um, but uh, it's not a really spoilery story stuff. But I feel this game feels a lot like like a spiritual successor, I guess you would say, to Revelations. Mm-hmm. Because, like, obvious, obviously, the whole, you know, character for another game, getting the form of their backstory. But, mm-hmm. like, there's books in the world that you can find. Mm-hmm. There's, like, I was talking to my, to my friend about this uh, earlier today, how, how much it feels like kind of like Revela- Revelations-esque mm-hmm. in like, you know, what you're doing, finding the books, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and I like, I like, I like that he's a thief. I like, I like just going around pickpocketing everybody too. Right. Um, here's a question: Have you do you use the pickpocketing mini game? No, I turned that off. I turned it. I used it a couple of times. Like, oh yeah, this is fun. But like, I, I'm just not a fan of quick time events a lot. Yeah. And so I turned it off too. I mean, it's fine, I guess, but I was like, I, I don't really feel like feel like doing this. <laughs> it's more like a laziness thing for me than than anything. Right. I was like, yeah, I don't feel like expressing an extra but <laughs> Um, yeah, and so I think the story is good. It's a solid Assassin's Creed story. There's a lot of callbacks to the original. And there's even a lot of like callbacks to like similar how um, Valhalla had a lot of callbacks to original Assassin's Creed missions. I feel like this one does as well. Yeah. Um, just like there's even a thing about burning books, which is one of yeah. the things that is in. That's, that's the one I'm on there right, right now. Yeah. I got halfway through that one. And uh, yeah, it's cool because like, I was walking through and somebody was like, oh, some dude was named Abbas. I was like, oh, I know that name. Hey. hey. I mean, he, this huh. is like way, way before he was born. But, you know. And I really like the setup of Baghdad. This is part of the historical accuracy, but like the setup of the circular city and then all that. It feels very like how you would walk into Assassin's Creed 1 and you have the different districts. Yeah. And even though in Assassin's Creed 1, to me, all the districts look the same. This does a good job of making the areas look a little different. Right. Yeah. yeah, like well, the historical thing. I'm not, you know, too big. I don't know too much about this this era, but uh, yeah the the worlds the world seems cool. The the um, what's the outside part? The wilderness is kind of empty, but you know whatever. It's a it's a DLC turned game. <laughs> I hope that they bring out. They do do a discovery tour for this game. I think that would be nice. Well, I think the 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 little historical things are pretty much replacing oh, that historical. in this game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we're so we're settling around eight, or you yeah. haven't given a rating. So then, like characterization, like how do you feel the voice acting has been? Uh, if if you haven't played it, you know, Basm's voice actor is different. Um, there is a story reason for that. And so play the story and you'll learn. Right. But no, I like I like the voice acting. Um Basm, Basm's fine. Uh I, I give it like a I don't know, seven hidden blade out of right. out of ten. Um I, I like the voices a lot. They seem I, I hate to say say more realistic. Sometimes the dialogue in especially Origins or not Origins in Odyssey is I feel like it's kind of stilted sometimes. But I haven't really felt that in this in this game. I mean, and there's nothing as like iconic as, you know, like shoot, shoot the flying demon. Right. Assassin's Creed 2. But it feels natural. And like I agree with you, sometimes in Odyssey the voice acting can and the like ambient dialogue can feel very cartoonish yeah you don't really get that like everything feels really in the world um and i think with also characterizations i feel like the characters who we meet i care a little bit more like there's an old joke opposed to say of like you know or, or valhalla made us care about one character and then killed him by evar the boneless um right <laughs> um but that that ruined me i was like are you kidding anyway <laughs> you raised that boy come on right and um uh what's his name near the end um like the you know oh, I, the boy king or whatever or yeah yeah. yeah yeah i don't know what what is about these these uh, these most current games where they always kill people, kill like kill children. Obviously, yeah, you have Kimu. You have Kimu, obviously, and then you have um, 
Phoebe. I don't know their name, but that little girl that that one lady drowns. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, well, uh, Phoebe in in uh, Odyssey, and mm-hmm. uh, and and I mean they're not kids, kids, but you know these these two characters that we kind of meet at the beginning and then by the end they're gone. You know. Um, and this game. Oh. Oh, 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 In the yeah, very yeah, beginning. Yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't show it, so I... Right. I, I, did, I, I think at the time, I didn't really realize it. Because I thought they well, were... Yeah, whatever. Hemu is the only one we actually see die. True. Um, And then there's also the ones in Odyssey, where if you, uh, on Kefalonia... Oh, Phoebe, yeah, the, the, uh, the you can, people. you can decide to kill them. I mean, they probably die anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I think char- characterization seven, seven and a half out of ten hidden blades. Oh, half hidden blade, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's still you know the hidden blade Ezio has before he gets the hook blade. <laughs> right. Yeah, the brother. <laughs> or that, um, uh, I don't know if you've watched the One Piece, but um. That's the live action, but uh, there's a guy who fights Zoro, one of the characters. He has this little tiny sword that he fights him with. Um, like and like we said for historical accuracy, I think it looks pretty good. Um, based on the stuff and like the little historical sites or whatever that you can collect, feel like the old database entries. Yeah, that you collect. I usually I usually wait till like the end of the game and just take an hour or two and just read them all so i haven't really read a lot of them uh yet but uh i, I will at some point because i really like the um the uh what uh what you call it i totally black on what it's called about learning about the different time periods oh discovery tour yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i really like that um so yeah, so last so historic accuracy, I think I think really it is probably a nine to ten hidden blades. Yeah. From what I know. I, I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Now the one that I think everyone is wondering about, because this is what Assassin's Creed fans have been complaining about the RPG trilogy since Origins came out. Which is the free running and parkour of this game. And I will tell you, if you loved the feel of the Ezio trilogy and just climbing on stuff and running and free running and doing all this, this is the game for you. Yeah. Like I, I think as problematic as it was, a lot of people agree that Unity has the best free running. Yeah, when it works, when it doesn't suffer yeah. one of the glitches of that Just unity. Get the freaking window! Get in the window! I know, <laughs> but this takes that and puts it up. Um, you can very. I found this because I was playing Odyssey today, and I was trying because I do a thing like with Valhalla and Odyssey. I'm like, let me try to play this how I would one of the original Assassin's Creed games. And it's hard because there's not enough like aerial advantage spots. This game is the exact opposite problem. And I think it's because it's in this urban environment. And so you can get in there and you can easily like come down and assassinate a target or do that. And then quickly get out of the way, throw a smoke bomb, get back up there. And it's very... It still takes timing and skill and you have to be what you are. But like once you have that down, clearing out a area or a stronghold without alerting combat is 10 times easier than if you walked in and tried to fight it straight on. And, and it's kind of amazing because this is coming off of the same, I guess, the same engine as Valhalla. Mm-hmm. But Valhalla's stealth is so bad. <laughs> It's not right. good at all. And then he had the mastery challenges, which I gave up on because of the stealth ones. Because I was like, you know what? He saw me and I was hidden in a bush. I don't know why he saw me, whatever. Um, 
yeah, I like the parkour a lot. Um, the only issue is I can't cheese stuff like I could in Odyssey. <laughs> um, I, in fact, a while ago, a couple of months ago, or a little bit ago, I was when I was playing it, um, I was trying to get one of those gold chests. And uh, I don't know if you've done this one, but it's like in a ship and there's three or like four moving crates, you know. Oh, yeah. And I was like, come on, just just jump over this thing so I can get to it. But no, I had to actually do the thing. Um, right. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, come on, just let me cheese it. But uh, well, I, I think that's good, though. I don't know about you. Okay, so in, like, the games from, like, 2 through at least the Rogue Black Flag series, you were able, like, if you're on this wall and there's a point here, you were able to jump like this. Yeah. You can't do that in these games. And why can't I do that? They brought back the vault jump where you, or you, the wall eject jump where you yeah. can jump behind you, but you can't jump to the side. I feel that's, I feel that's just like a, the developers try not, trying to make you not actually do what they want you to do. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of people, they might, they might be trying to, you know, but also I feel like in the, in the older games, like it was made with those those abilities in mind and right these these really aren't right and i think it's also about the engine and i think with this it comes from the fact that this was originally a valhalla dlc right in in its original conception and so i think that is part of it yeah i, I like it a lot i don't remember yeah. if, I, if i gave a, a rating or <laughs> oh, I'd give the parkour free running 10, 10 out of ten hidden blades. Yeah, I would. I would think I would say nine and a half out of out of ten hidden blades. Um, just because some it's not. I mean, it's not ever going to be perfect. Nothing is. No, even in game design, things are never going to be completely perfect. But right. you know, uh, I, I think it's. I think it's really good. There's some points sometimes where I was trying to like sneak around somebody and he saw me anyway, even mm -hmm. though I, I still think he shouldn't have seen me, but whatever. Um, other than that, yeah, I think it's, uh, I give it a nine, nine and a half out, out of 10 hidden blades. Um, yeah. I just like, I like this game. <laughs> yeah. It's a good game. It's a very, very good game. Nine and a half and 10 blades. Um, and so lastly, these are just kind of like things you wished for. Um, I will say I want I missed the modern day story. I wanted to know what was going on with Sean and Rebecca, with Basim, with everything modern day. You get that little narration from William at the beginning and like I missed that. I wanted the right. modern day story. Is there nothing at the end? <laughs> Kinda. Okay. But I knew going in because they had said previously that it would not contain a lot of modern day story, but it would be like bookends on the right, right, right. game. They had said that. So I knew that going in, but I found myself wanting that. And I found myself wanting to like get out and read the emails and do that stuff. Right. Of the, the other games had. I also wanted, I didn't really care. Like, I don't want like, okay, go buy all this armor that looks ridiculously historically inaccurate like why is Eivor wearing full samurai armor in 10th century 9th century England like that makes zero sense right. um so I appreciate that. Have an Iron Man suit right but I found myself wanting wanting more weapon customization to kind of feel like and they kind of give you that with the tools but i find the tools a little lackluster um you mainly like your go-to tools that i recommend that you're gonna have that are the most useful are your smoke bombs and your throwing knives yeah uh, i have them all because um for some reason yeah. i thought i thought that um because i watch a lot of like assassin's creed youtubers and, you know mm -hmm. they you know give out Oh, this this developer came this, came out with this and all this stuff. Um, 
So for some reason, I was thinking that you got new tools every time you killed one of the main targets. Mm -hmm. And I was playing, and I was like, oh, I can just get all of them now. So I, re I reallocated all my points <laughs> and got all the tools and then started building from, from there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the modern day, once again, the DLCs don't usually have a lot of modern day anyway. So, I mean, I kind of expected. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, they told us that, but it's also kind of expected that there's not a lot of modern day. Um, but I guess they're saving that for whatever is next. Um, uh, which one is next? You've played Jade, at least in beta. Was there yeah. modern day elements to Jade? No. No, okay. But it was also a beta, so I don't know if they will add have that or not. Well, I, I know, it. and I, I also know that... There, this launcher world infinity thing that they keep talking about. They keep saying that's going to have modern day elements to it, but I don't know. I, I just, just wanted to be like the beginning of Unity, or yeah, where it's like these are the places you can go, and you right. can obviously you can't go to any of them, but yeah. like the jazz one that sounds awesome. I want to play that. <laughs> right, right. Um, I think. That would be really cool. And like just the modern day story, you know, I know not everyone does, but like running this podcast, like I've always I've obviously like read a bunch of the comics and like grown to like really care about these characters like Delina and Charlotte de la Cruz and like all of these characters that built up in the comics who get referenced in the games. Right. But I want to know what's going on with them and they're not really releasing that many comics anymore. Yeah. Actually named uh, one of my uh D D characters Galena. And she's an oh, assassin. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh but yeah. I like I said, I haven't really played a lot, so I don't really know. I, you know, like I like the um uh I don't forget what they're called, but like the little side objectives not not the um not the black box mission things but the little gold the gold uh oh the tales of, tales baghdad. of baghdad i think they're called i, I, I like those like... a lot that, that was good i have i think like two left yeah uh, but i like those a lot um yeah yeah i don't really know what i i would want in here uh i mean also modern day would be nice but i know we're getting that in whichever game comes next i forget what it is I believe it's red. It's the next yeah, yeah. Red, the next one. Um I will say this. And listen, Ubisoft, like if any of you developers are listening to this, I don't know how many people will be happy, but I will be so happy if you give us the ability to fight with the hidden blade again. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot too. Especially in I used to do I mean, I used to love doing that, walking up in uh when they introduced it in three and just walking up with only the hidden blades, especially when Connor like dropped one into a dagger or whatever. Yeah. And I would just, I would use that because it was easier. Oh, and this, this game really needs a kill streak function like mm. they had in brotherhood and beyond. Yeah, you could even tie it into the assassin focus thing and have it like yeah. like a melee version of that. Uh-huh. And like Which... you just And like they used to have it did you play the um Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War games? The middle uh, of the I don't rem I don't think so. Yeah. Well, they had an ability where you could chain, like, because in there you use something called executions, and you could chain executions based on an amount of focus that you had. And so I think they could add something where it's not as OP of, like, in Brotherhood, when I can literally be surrounded by 20 guards and then kill one, and then they're all just done. Yeah. I played, I played some Lord of the Rings game. I don't remember what it was. It was a long time ago. 
Um, but I think Basm, the way the combat feels, feels it as though a like combo kill streak thing would be a natural progression of the system. Yeah. I, I I like I like the assassin's focus too. It's kind of cool, especially yeah. when I I did it. You get it the first time, and I was like, "Oh yes, yes." There's only two guys, but you're like, "Ah, it's um, school." <laughs> I might. I'll tell you what. So there's a part of the city where it's really confusing on how to get into like the center into the round city. Mm-hmm. Um. So I use the assassin focus ability to cheese it. On the higher wall, I find a guard. And then assassin focus them, and then I'm up on there, so I can get up for right. Yeah, I did that too. With the uh, is one of the uh, side missions. I keep I keep forgetting what things are called in this game because uh, I only started playing it a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was doing one of those, and I I got one guy on a ledge, and it's actually a ledge assassination, which mm-hmm. I didn't think it would. I think it would just. I thought it would just be like you end up behind them somehow. It was actually mm-hmm. a ledge assassination, but. Yeah, uh, I like I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm just sitting here trying to think of something I, I would I would want added in this game. I think. Oh, uh, I do have a question for you. Have you used the uh, the filter like the? Yes. Um. I every time I turn it on, I turn it on at night and can't really tell a difference, but I know there is a difference. Right. <laughs> I, I haven't used it yet. I, I will at some point. Yeah, but if you want the difference, if you want to really see it, I recommend using it during the daytime. Now that you just need to add that to all the other Assassin's Creed games. So they can all be monotone. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. And like, you can tell that they tried to keep some elements. Like, there is a the wilderness out there. Like, you can obviously explore. Um there is an Isu set you can get later based on certain quests and yeah, I, I got the um, I've been I've been working really hard on the collectibles, so I mm-hmm. have the the Isu armor that you get in like the lake thing, um, right? And that's I was I got all 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 those things the dagger and the sword too. Yeah. I was very disappointed. I really hate weapons that are like we'll give you a bonus to this but you uh lose half your health see i i in origins i used that a lot get the, use the cursed, the cursed weapons oh. yeah because like i mean i don't know i guess i didn't need to i was probably I was on normal but <laughs> i thought was you know a little cool thing oh uh, one yeah. thing that i think they do need to fix is all this is probably sound weird but all the enemies have the same um kill animation like when you get killed <laughs> they oh, all yeah. just do this the exact same animation um because i've only been killed by like the i guess maybe i'll only be killed by the regular guys i uh, try to avoid hmm. the big guys but um yeah, yeah. I, I just think that's kind of funny because i'm like oh i died the same way again okay i died the same way again <laughs> if you upgrade the throwing knife you can take out the armored opponents in yeah. like one hit, but you have to upgrade it fully, right? Oh, then... I really like the upgrades. I like ha- I like having different tools, and you can upgrade them in different ways. It's like having you know three times as many tools because you can you know, right? It's really fun. Like you can have uh, thir- your your throwing knives are poison now. And yeah, I, I probably won't use it, but I like the uh, the third tier for the, uh, the throwing knives. I like that one where uh, when you when you kill somebody with a throwing knife, their body disintegrates mm-hmm. with poison. I'll, I'll probably never use that because I really don't like. I feel like that. I don't know. Makes it it's easier. Kind of like the, the hidden body upgrade in Odyssey. Yeah, where you assassinate it. someone and it turns their body invisible. Yeah, I never used that most because I hated in that game that you had to pretty much double tap Y to kill somebody. So like mm-hmm. you'd be like assassinating an invisible no. body. So I have built Odyssey. This is unrelated, but we'll do this and then we'll wrap kind of wrap up. But I have built Odyssey 
to where I have almost 400,000 assassin damage. Jeez. And what I did is I have the master assassin set set from that you get from um the Legacy of the First Blade DLC. And then I just engraved it with a bunch of like boost your assassin damages. And then I got the perk that applies all assassin damage, 50% of assassin's damage to all other damage. Yeah. And there is, I think the only ones that I can't straight up assassinate are mercenaries. But if I chain, if I use the rush assassination, they're dead. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I had a, a working on uh, my my project. I had um, I had a what I found it was called a tribrid build, which was mm-hmm. you know all three different types of gameplay you could you know. Uh, but I was playing an old file, and I had a probably the same type of build you had, except it was warrior damage. So mm-hmm. I was just like going into groups and like one shot and everybody <laughs> but i didn't have any abilities because i had yeah, oh, i had working, to play the yumminess right i'm working on that with um my warrior ability because i want to like have the like use the loadout ability to just switch yeah. and so like when i'm going into a battle i switch to the warrior loadout and then right i don't really find a use for hunter damage other than not like spears use hunter damage. But. Yeah, the, the main reason I use hunter damage is because I like using the, the predator bows in Origins. And uh, those are amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, but last, I think the skill tree is fine. for It's very simple and it's very easy. I think they could add some abilities that might do that. I haven't gotten them all, so I don't know what happens. Like, once you've spent all the points, do you keep getting skill points? Can you invest right. them in some kind of mastery? I don't know, because I haven't gotten them all yet. But Well, isn't it, don't all missions have a I could be wrong. Don't all missions have a set uh, skill point thing? Uh, some of them do. Some of them don't award skill points. Um, your contracts, at least one of your contracts will give you two skill points. So I don't know if that is a, like, if once you get them, you won't get any more skill points or you will get extra. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think they have them maybe towards, it'll, it'll add up to exactly what you need. Cause Probably. getting the books, picking up the books also gives you one, yes. one skill point. Um, so. There is a unmarked book in the game, by the way. So yeah, if was... you're short, if you're short one, look it up. Okay. Oh well. All right. Well, if you want to tell us where we can find you on social streams and stuff like that, and then we can wrap it up. Well, I had a uh, had a special announcement I was going to make, but uh, Shelby's not here, so I guess I'll <laughs> I won't do that right now. But um, yeah, you can find me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash sirsitsalot00. I'm playing, uh, obviously I'm playing uh, Mirage right now. And I uh, I had another another game that I was going to announce today that I'm going to start pretty soon, but I'll, I'll hold off on that. And also uh, my uh, Assassin's Creed chronology project on YouTube. Um, I'm on a brief hiatus. I have a busy month this month, so I'm not really able to uh, record. But uh, if you go on uh, YouTube and uh, you can search for the handle at AC Chronology Project, uh, I have finished the uh, Odyssey uh, portion and I'm working on the Origins portion, which is uh, honestly a lot more difficult because there's no uh, manual saves. So if I screw up, I have to start the whole game over again. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I, all I got for, uh, social stuff. Well, that sounds good. Thanks for coming on and talking Assassin's Creed with us. Good luck finishing Mirage with your busy month coming up Yep. and, uh, have a good time. And thank you all for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We'll see you next time.
for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at AC Lorecast. If you have any lore questions or topics to unpack, join our Cups Podcasting and More Discord server. It's the best place on the internet. You can also support us financially through our Patreon. Find us on patreon.com slash Assassin's Creed Lorecast. The Assassin's Creed Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Network. For more information about the Robots Radio Network, join the Discord server via the link in our episode's description. If you enjoyed the show or learned something new today, please subscribe, leave us a review, and join the Patreon. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, make sure you give a big thank you to Pipe Man Studios. Thank you, Pipe Man. Thanks again for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. And always remember, Assassins, stay in the shadows to serve the light. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.